0: All things automotive with the petrol head, Niku Smith. So we've got Niko in the studio. Niko, you're going to start with a story which was uh, in sort of car news this week, pretty crazy one, but maybe makes some sense in the South Africa we've become.
1: Yes, yeah, so um, at uh, GTI in South Africa. We, want, worldwide, we're one of the biggest sellers. we top five, and I'm not sure if we might... Uh, probably drop three in just... You just look at Golf GTI. Yeah. It's an extremely popular car in South Africa. So um, we sell uh, you know, just an amount, not percentage. It's very hmm. popular. But we have our issues in South Africa, um, hijackings, as you know, and things like that. So now you can actually armor up your GTI. A company called Armor Max, um, and they'll actually make a... Um, before conversion, so, um, how, how this works is if you look at, um, you know, um, if you look at the police and they wear these bulletproof vests. Yes. Um, and there's effectively different levels of bulletproof vests. Now, you get the same thing with cars where it's like a bulletproof vest that you put on that protects you against. Uh, and again, it depends on the type of bulletproof vest you have on. Yeah. That will protect you in a type of... Um, weapon now the same with 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 cars it's almost like putting a bulletproof vest inside the doors and making the windows stronger now B4 is sort of an let's call it an um, entry-level safety protection for for a car so it gets much thicker windows it gets uh, armor in the doors Um, it gets armor in the back let me just get um, all the details here but armor in the um, glass doors um, door panels uh, the pillars the rear seats as well as the hatch um and what happens is that um this now gives you protection up to a 44 magnum um, which is actually quite a lethal weapon so um for most south african situations where you're driving um and somebody might be shooting at you
0: i can't believe we are actually even having this exactly but but i mean can would you have thought that you know when we first started this show Whatever well, we did yeah. hundreds of years ago, but we just thought we we weren't having this conversation then. Hey? No,
1: not necessarily. But the thing is, it's not necessarily for normal citizens. Uh, it can also be for for security companies. So, um, if you have armed, res- uh, you know, rapid response. Mm. So, rapid response guys could have a car like this. So, it's not necessarily for for just. They're going to be I'm happy
0: driving a GTI.
1: Exactly. Uh, um, <laughs> yeah, but now they have a bulletproof GTI. So, the thing is, this is worldwide. Uh, these type of vehicles have been around for quite a while. So, this is before armor um which is the entry-level armor it costs yours uh, yours for 1.7 million rands uh, on top of the car no no total so the car will cost you 1.7 million rand or if you get the high spec one, 1. 1.8 million rand so effectively let's say 1.7 million rand looks like a dti i think the the good thing here is that the, the weight is only 180 kilograms now 180 kilograms is not actually a lot to add for armor plating um, if you go to a high spec uh, long ago I was involved with Audi and they had um, an a8 which actually had a higher specification so you go let me just get the um, um, different specs for you you get b4 b5 b6 b7 now um, b7 is up to a dragon sniper rifle um, and up to a hand grenade and these cars were interesting because that's not necessarily for South Africa but let's say you're a president um, Angela Merkel, for instance, had d- drove these cars. Um, if you look at the American president, I mean, they built cars. These cars, I think, referred to as the tank or something, where they have a special. Bulletproof car or an armour-plated car. Now these things can take hand grenades. Um, they have a special thing where, if there's an emergency, you press a button, the doors will literally fall off, so you can get out. Um, they have special tyres. Now, one thing I want to say is, I don't want to actually be a person driving where um, I'm such a target that I have to get this type of vehicle. But I guess there are people like that in the world. No, so you know get
0: what's going to happen is all the celebrities are going to go. I have to have a car like
1: that. <laughs> right. See, and Nash is like nodding her head. She's like, going, yeah.
0: They're gonna. It's just. It's gonna. It's going to be a it's going to be a point of celebrityism that you Uh, that you have on the
1: armor as Well, in this case, if you if you feel that um, you want an armor plated GTI, um, it is yours for one point seven million rands.
0: Jeez. Okay, let's go to something a bit more mundane. Graham Graham in the Western Cape wants to know. I've got an old Audi with a blown head gasket. Is it worth repairing?
1: Hey, I don't know how old is the Audi um i don't know how much money you have to spend um so it depends on and it depends on how much damage is done so if, if, if it's just the head casket, it's probably cheaper than getting a new car just get it done by somebody that knows what they're doing we remember we spoke about that miwa or um a uh, uh, motor industry i forget now the the acronyms um um but effectively make sure it's the beginning that of the year it's the beginning the of the year time My time brain's not work it. yeah it's still a bit icy <laughs> um so um um Make sure that it's either with the manufacturer or somebody that's approved, um, mm-hmm. M-I-W-A, uh, approved workshop. Um, not just, and uh, you know, in other words, if you don't know the person, not don't just take a chance. But um, why not if you, you know, it's much cheaper than buying a new car. If the, if the job's done properly, then the car can last you for a what while. What is the head gasket? So uh, on top of, um, so... A co- <laughs> Um, is this not going to be? Due? So we've got pistons, and on top we've got a valve. We've got valves, um, and uh, the, the, there's a little gasket. The gasket. is like a little seal that goes around oh. it.
0: Um,
1: so um, and but the thing is, I don't know what exact damage is done to the car itself. If it's just the head gasket, then it's not so much work to replace. If something else went wrong, it, So in other words, it depends on how much you want to spend and how much damage is done. But the, the, it's basically the top of the engine, and there's a little seal, and that that head gasket is damaged.
0: We've got, a, we've got a comment for you. Here goes. Yeah,
1: Maybe somebody will know better than me. Hello, Michelle. Good morning and happy new year. Please could you ask the petrol head on behalf of a friend who listens to the show from Eswatini, how to deal with oil that drips from your car onto the driveway? I guess the first thing, obviously, is you fix the car. The second thing is you could catch it. But if it does get onto the driveway, what can you do? Thanks very much all the good all good wishes Cool. So when I was a student, my, my golf, I had a golf as well. And my golf eventually um, started leaking oil. And I didn't really have money to fix the oil leak. So <laughs> we had initially, the, so the tiny where I lived, I think she wasn't too impressed with me. But, I mean, what could she do? So initially, initially, we had some cardboard boxes where I parked on them. And then she had like a little, almost like a tray, which I put under my car. But it's not a so night, on, on, on a car, oil leak, it's not an ideal thing. Because, of course, if your car is going to run low on oil, um, then, um, then oh, you're going which
0: were you putting into your if you couldn't fix the? I, I could, were you not I, but just it was spending just dripping. Your money at, uh, yeah, oil?
1: Uh, well, I was a student, so I could, sp- it, it wasn't a lot of oil, but it was dripping all the time. Um, so, um, running out of oil is not a great thing, but what happens, of course, the oil is going to make a, a dark leak on your paving or it depends on what mm. you have concrete. But you get uh, if you go to um, any t- uh, type of automotive shop, you know, automotive shop that sells, mm. um, Tired. No, not tires, but all like a Midas. In other words, they have battery chargers and they've got lights and all mm. automotive things. In there, you get a, a, um, a oil cleaner. So if you go to the, that that type of shop yeah. and you ask for something that that will dissolve that oil, it's quite soapy. Then you can um, put that on the oil. Um, a hard brush would work. So a very hard brush. And also, if you do have a, um, a high pressure hose, that'll also help. So that's the that's the best way to clean off. Um, the, the, the the drips of oil. But of course, it, again, you know, everything is expensive. It depends on how much money you have. But this is not something you want to delay because running out of oil is really much more expensive than fixing the oil leak.
0: And probably like actually makes things... And better. also
1: watch what is leaking exactly. So where is it a gearbox leak? Because gearboxes have oil, engine has oil. Um, it could also be from, let's say, CV boot. So just uh, that's not necessarily oil, but have a look at what exactly is leaking and where it's leaking.
0: Okay, we're going to go to a break, and when we come back to the break, we'll uh, definitely uh, play and ask all of the questions that are coming through. Don't forget, we've got our petrol head in the studio, and if you've got any questions for him this fabulous Saturday, you're welcome to send them in. The Jet Set Breakfast with Michelle Constant.
1: All Things Automotive with the petrol head, Niku Smith.
0: Nick, I'm just remembering that time one of our listeners, and I forget his <laughs> name, yes. sang you the introduction. Do you remember that?
1: Yes, uh, yes. It yes. was
0: really, really quite fabulous.
1: It was, <laughs> it was really <laughs> interesting.
0: I'm wondering if uh, anyone's listening wants to give Nick a, a singing intro. A <laughs> petrol head, petrol head. Are <laughs> oh. you're done. Yeah, done. I'm, I'm, you, you did I'm it. a petrol head, <laughs> I'm a petrol head, I'm different from a flower. A flower I flower so. Sweet <laughs> by <but> the <a> petrol <laughs> head, is sour. Not really. You're the sweet enough. Okay, so Andronicus <laughs> wants to know this is a Jeez. hell of a question, Andronicus.
1: Sorry, this is a great song, by the way. Thank you. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Can Nico comment on the mysterious top speed of the Twin Cam 24, three litre Toyota Cressida and the power of the Land Cruiser that's able to pull horse and trailers easily?
1: Okay, so the first one, I'm not sure what, what, what it means by the top speed of the Cressida. I mean, Cressida now, if you get one, in, in they're very popular cars. It's almost like it's come around, in a, in a, in a, and if you can find a, a Cressida good Nick they're really popular cars. Of course, Cressida now goes back to the 1980s. I think early 90s, there were still some Cressidas around. Um, I think uh, if it's top speed, I don't know how fast it went, but obviously it has to do with the body shape of a car. So a sedan would always go faster than a hatch because the air flows around the back of the car, and the hatch is quite Flat, so that creates turbulence or drag. Where if you have a if you have a boot, the airflow is better, so that helps with airflow around the car. So that huh. probably helped with the top seat of the car. Coming to land cruisers, of course, those things have big engines. and um, Whether it's a, a petrol or a diesel, they normally have high torque, um, and and the high torque effectively with all drive um, is what's going to pull you out. So those engines were. Um, I I remember doing off-road training. So, and it was long ago with Continental Off-Road Academy and we had a a, a Land Cruiser 4.2 diesel called Brutus um, and a single cab bucky. Brutus wasn't very fast, but Brutus was very strong. So, uh, you know, so, and that's just talk and then you engage all wheel drive and that's what's effectively um, gives you that ability to, to to pull things out talk is, is effectively a force over a radius distance so a simple way to look at that is like if you have a tight nut and you have a short little spanner or a long spanner with a long lever a long spanner would make it that's a faster it. and that's uh, easier and that's effectively torque. so the fact that you have a longer radius makes it easier so a lot of torque is almost like taking a long spanner with a lever that makes that and does the nut easier that's what torque does so that's why those land cruisers are so strong because they have a lot of torque.
0: Well, there we go, Andronicus. I hope uh, that makes total sense to you. We've got a, a comment for you right now. Morning, Michelle.
1: Morning, Nico. I have a Volvo S60. I was hit in the front, and the engine is intact, but and the rest of the car. But of course, the front is is a wreck. I would like to sell it for parts, and I was asking if Nico can um, recommend. A place where I'd be able to call so they can come and look at it. Uh, it's Pearl in Midval. Midval. Um, I don't know. I, I think. Um... So, yeah, if you don't have insurance, because and we were talking about this off-air, yeah. insurance in a car actually does go hand-in-hand hand because otherwise, um, you know, repairs can be quite expensive. So um, I think you have to, um, what I would do if I was in your situation, I would look for um, scrapyards yards um, in your area. Um, so two options. You could simply um, take a day or some time and drive to this, uh, take some pictures of your car. So the model of the year, take lots of pictures of the damage and then simply I would go to drive to a scrapyard and say can I speak to the owner this is the car and um, I want to sell it for spares what can I get unfortunately I don't think you're going to get a lot of car a lot of money for car, you know for a car that that you, they, they're not going to offer you a lot but that's what I would have done in your shoes I would search for for um, is the
0: case Pearl you didn't mention it but is the case that Pearl doesn't have insurance and that's what I she's don't
1: saying? I don't know I mean ideally if you could fix the car that would be better um because you're going to get a lot more for it so um fixing the car and then selling it um is again i don't know what the damage is michelle and if the car's written off by an assessor or is it um just the you know the front bumper if the engine hasn't moved and the gearbox hasn't moved then let's say it's going to cost you forty thousand rands to fix but you can sell the car for hundred thousand. Um, uh, or, or 60,000 and you make 20 as opposed to selling the car for parts for 10. You know, Sometimes they'll give you a ridiculous price for the car because they're also going to take a chance. Mm. A lot of the time all these shops the guys that repair the cars are 10, they can all, all the time be in the same area so then you can just simply drive around and just ask around what people will, 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 yeah, will give you for it oh. but a car that's been oh. in an accident and it's not fixed it's not normally worth a lot
0: I feel for you Pearl yeah, it's yeah just I'm sorry grim. that's not
1: a nice thing
0: but I'm, I'm interested in what you just said about insurance as well because yeah if you don't have insurance the cost to fixing a car you know, it, it's the it's, same you know, it's insanity it's the same
1: uh, as, 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 as as medical aid if you can afford just a, even a basic I just have a hospital hospital plan yeah but I, I, I simply feel I can't go without that again it depends on your earning you know what you're earning but yeah. um, um, the same applies with a car cars are very expensive things and if you've a car and you've spent a lot of money for it and um you're driving around with insurance without insurance um, you know, when, when something happens, it doesn't look like a lot of damage, but yeah. the cost of repair can actually be quite high. So um, having a car, I think you can't actually buy a car without insurance, but you can always cancel the insurance afterwards. Yeah. Or if it's cheaper, you buy from somebody else, you're not insuring it. But um, a lot of the time when you're buying a car and you have a budget, don't spend your whole budget on the car. Consider the insurance of that car. Yeah. Uh, and some cars have more, more, more or can cost more than others. Shop around for insurance. Um, and even things you know, insurance also considers how much you drive. So some insurance yeah. houses would say, do you drive less than five thousand, less than ten thousand, less than fifteen thousand? That affects the price of the car. Um, so there are things that you can do to get the pricing down. But you know, with cars, um, to repair them, they're very expensive. It doesn't look like a lot when you look at yeah. sometimes at the damage, but the bill itself is quite. I
0: mean, my car has just suffered hail damage and, um, well, it didn't suffer hail damage. Well, it did suffer and you suffered. I'm suffering for my car and, I mean, thank goodness for insurance, but the cost to fix it is insane. So someone asks, my partner's Ford Focus has an amber engine icon light coming on intermittently Mm -hmm. and her mechanic says she shouldn't worry, should (gasps) she?
1: I I don't know what the amber light is. What is the light? So there's different lights. So when you, um, amber um, is like a traffic light. Yeah. Um, amber means, you know, go, but ideally have this looked at quickly. Red means stop immediately, don't go any further. A red light, stop, don't drive any further. Yeah. Amber says, drive to a workshop and get this looked at. But yeah. it depends on what. So in your owner's manual, in the back, they'll always have uh, pictures of the lights and they'll tell you what those lights mean. So it depends on what that light means. Maybe get a second opinion. I don't know what an amber light, you know, what is exactly the amber light? What, it, what the picture is, um, I would always have it looked at. I'm not sure if I, I don't like it lights yeah even if they're going on intermittently i'm not so sure so just get a second opinion it's, it's going to cost guy. you nothing Good.
0: someone my my car engine overheats is Dude. it the radiator or is it the top gasket
1: no 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 so i, I don't know um so uh, <laughs> a radiator a uh, uh, car Why not? <laughs> oh, gosh, i have to have more information but effectively the the radiator um uh, car has water and the water mm. um cools the engine down so what effectively happens is that. The, the um, as you're driving um, is going to hit the radiator from the front, and that water then that effectively cools the car down. So I don't, I'm not sure if the car um, um, is leaking water somewhere and where it's leaking water, but it's something to, that that you need to have looked at. Could it? Because could it? Is it the overheat car overheating? It, no, there's overheat no Overheat with a gasket? Uh, no, uh, no. I, uh, I'm not sure if it can overheat with. If there's a problem with the head gasket, you're going to leak oil. Oil also has. Um, Um, uh, And and, uh, to an extent, it has a cooling effect on the engine Mm. as well. Although it lubricates, it also has a cooling effect. But, you know, number one, I'm not a mechanic that works with cars all the the time. So this is not my forte. Um, And also, if a car is overheating, you need to have it looked at. Yeah. It's quite bad for a car to overheat. It's not great. It's like your body overheating. You know, if you really, if your body overheats, it's not great for you. The same with a car. So don't, you know, have it looked at. But it it probably is a water leak somewhere. But again, I'm, I'm not a mechanic. This is not my fault
0: it does sound like or a you are um you are let me just check this out it does sound like you are an
1: um, not knowledgeable on, on, no on no
0: car. i'm just looking at that question it's, again that actually you are suggesting that it's probably n- not 100%, maybe 50%. Mm. It's probably the radiator. It's somewhere in the radiator. It's it's, I think it's got
1: a water leak. It's, it's yeah. a, it's a, a water leak is causing you overheating somewhere, I yeah. think. But, again, have it looked at. Yeah. And, but uh, the, you don't keep driving with a car that overheat. Even one major overheat's bad for a car. Is it? Yeah.
0: What will it do to the
1: car? Uh, I don't know, it can do many things, but um, it's not, uh, overheating is very bad for the engine. So don't drive. you know, so um, if this car starts getting hotter because the car, the, the temperature gauge has got a certain point in every mm. car, it's a different point. When that thing starts climbing, slow down and don't keep driving. When it goes into the red and there's no water, you're gonna have lots of damage to the engine.
0: There we go. So I would say go and check out the radiator. I would also go and check out if uh, the engine amber light is coming on, then maybe there is an issue. I mean, the amber light should, no light should be coming on. Actually. There you go. If that's something's
1: different. wrong, a light's going on because something's wrong, and don't ignore a light. But again, I don't know what the amber light is, so look at the owner's manual on yeah. what that light is. Yeah. Okay.
0: Nico, that's it. Are you going to go and buy today?
1: No, I had a street pry last night. So that oh, was fabulous. Right. So today I'm resting from because I only went to bed after 12. So I'm resting today. Today's a rest day. But it was a street pry It was fabulous. Really nice way to meet your neighbors. Oh, that well, we, I know them already. So it was just nice to see them again.
0: It's 8 o'clock. It's time for the news. Good morning.